And here we are, February 17th. We're still waiting on some bigger action from the Iowa legislature this week, um, but today just may be that day, as there is a big list on the agendas for debate, including some more um, education and education funding bills, as well as some housing rights bills. And with uh, with such little going on um, this week in terms of big legislative movement, um, on today's episode, I sat down with the new chair of the Iowa Democratic Party, Representative Ross Wilburn, to talk about another change of leadership for the party, building a new organizational structure, and what we can expect from the IDP going forward. I'm Josh Cook, and you're listening to The Daily Dome from Potluck Media. Let's just get straight into it. Welcome back, everyone. I am now joined by our new chair of the Iowa Democratic Party, Representative Ross Wilburn. Um, how are you doing today, Representative? Thank you for joining. I'm doing very well. It's it's cold out today, <laughs> and I've been out a couple times, but I, I don't uh, recommend uh, heading out. Stay warm today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have a, a very brutal uh, winter, winter push coming through right now. Um, and obviously, you know, you have recently become um, our new chair for the Iowa Democratic Party. Um, congrats on that. Um, you know, it's, it seems like uh, it was just just a little bit ago that um, I was in that tiny gym where um, you won your, your special election to win your house seat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it is an honor to uh, have been elected as the chair of the party. And you mentioned the special election. Uh, to get my House district seat. And in a similar way, it was kind of like a special election because only the state central committee uh, votes for the chair of the party. You know, and, and I'm sure you're you're kind of getting settled into that now. And, um, you know, it's been a, a few weeks. So um, at this point for you, you know, what's what's either has been popped up so far or looking forward, what is the most exciting part for you personally um, about becoming chair of the party for the state? The, the exciting part about being chair is that the job really is about connecting with people and uh, regardless of which party, just to find out what issues they are concerned about, uh, to find out what we all uh, share in common as, as Iowans. But it's been really special just getting to know the state central committee members, to get to know the county chairs, as well as the uh, the vice chairs of, of the party, so that we are, are trying to get focused on connecting with Iowans so that we can do our party organizing and so that we can get to back to the business of winning elections. And obviously, you know, the most recent cycle um, in November didn't go, you know, quite the way we had hoped or expected um, with, with the aspiration of taking back the, um, you know, at least a part of the legislature. So um, what, you know, from your from your position now, where are the, the biggest areas for improvement um, within the party to, to help regain some of that footing in the state legislature? Well, right away, just taking a look at post-election analysis to find out what improvements that we can make in the party, what improvements we can take in connecting with Iowans to get them to get out and vote for uh, Democrats and Democratic issues, which are about people and uh, opportunity for all. I think the second thing really is about party building, and it's a transition right now at the Iowa Democratic Party because we've got an outgoing executive director in Mike Frozelone. I've made an interim appointment um, and with Blair uh, Lawton serving in that interim appointment, 
uh, it's just putting me in a position to put a couple other interim positions in place so that I can get regular staff hired. And uh, in the meantime, the business will continue on. We've got to get dem people registered as Democrats. We've got to start uh, enabling our county parties, our county chairs, to be able to have resources so that they can talk in their communities, uh, connect with Iowans about uh, where the Democratic Party stands in terms of uh, support for families, getting kids back to school safely, supporting small business, lifting all of our constituency caucuses and members so that we can move towards um, uh, you know, more just, uh, more just society, more just Iowa. Yeah, and and you mentioned um, you know the kind of the the party building aspect, and especially um, at the county level. Um, obviously, you know it's no secret here in Iowa that um, you know between the county and state level, and and even some of the the neighborhood level groups. Um, Things have not always been eye to eye as of recent um, within the Democratic Party in the state. So, um, you know, operationally, what is kind of the um, the biggest change we should expect going forward in that in that regard to party building across the state? We definitely have a lot of work to do, but I'm confident, uh, you know, we've got the best party in the state and we're going to work together to achieve our goals. The um, uh, the one thing that has been on my mind and I've been hearing with some of the post-election analysis is that we've got to do year-round organizing and, and coordinating. We can't just wait till an election's coming up because it's it's too late at that point. And it's not keeping the the relationships going with Iowans. And that's, that's a critical piece. And I want to make sure that we are not just coming to community members with the Democratic agenda registered to vote that you know, that type of thing, register as a Democrat, but connecting it again about the issues that, that we're all facing every day. And when we have those relationships established, even if there's a disagreement on how we get there, we've got the relationship so that uh, if people are hearing uh, Democrats being def defined in some other way, we will have had the relationship so that they can say, no, that's not what, uh, you know, what Ross believes as a Democrat. That's not with, uh, you know, whoever our electeds are. That's not what a particular candidate is standing for, because we'll have had that relationship with them. And, and in that regard, I mean, are there any any intentions to um, try to bring some more of the the local community activist groups into the fold? Um, obviously, you know, it, it wasn't kind of a across the board response to um, you know Black Liberation movements or, or Black Lives Matter chapters across the state, and and you know, mutual aids a number of things. Is there any any intention to, you know, at least try to bring those people to the table and, and see if there's a way that, you know, that you, we can make them part of the active state party? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, several different groups have been involved, including, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter in some of the post-election uh, commentary, critique, and, and how to move forward. So that, that, that will continue. I mean, that's that's been part of the uh, grassroots efforts of Democrats mm -hmm. for, for years. I mean, and uh, as part of that, you know, once I get a, a, a full-time hire for executive director and, and communications and our digital team, um, you know, that, that work will continue of, of party building, of grassroots organizing. Uh, regardless of where I go, whether in which part of the state, people are concerned about uh, access to health care and mental health care, uh, the broadband network being able to uh, engage in business, but also receiving services 
through our internet. People are concerned about accessible accessible childcare and affordability. They're concerned about jobs. They're concerned about justice and being treated right. It's a matter of how we get there. And I'd rather be part of a party that's looking at how do we get to the things that we share in common and beliefs as opposed to a party that's really at the national level. Republicans are struggling with identity um, and they're split using different parts of the Republican party uh, forming forming their own party uh, based on uh, truth or, or uh, truth or lies, facts or fiction. I'd rather be part of a party that is debating how we improve the lives of everyone and how do we get there. Yeah, and and how do you, you know, I mean, obviously in this in this position now, I mean, you're, uh, you know, running running the party that's in opposition to this Iowa GOP that we're seeing now, and obviously, um, you know, their agenda over the last month or so, and and the beginning of this session speaks for itself. How do you start to, you know, combat not only the legislation that they try to put forth and and the things that they propose, but also, um, you know, the the rhetoric that they use and kind of the the pigeonholing type of language that they use, especially when it refers to, um, you know, the, the policy agenda of the Democratic Party. Right. It was very disappointing as a legislator, as well as the chair, to see the legislative session start out with uh, two controversial uh, um, constitutional amendments that, are, that were being put forward. Uh, you know, the, the Republicans are looking for any opportunity to divide the state right in the middle of a pandemic. So regardless of how body, how someone feels about uh, abortion, regardless of how they feel about the gun constitutional amendment that came forward, there, there's no reason to do either one of those when uh, we have not uh, managed our way, I should say Governor Reynolds has failed to lead and uh, to help lift us out of uh, the coronavirus in terms of um, getting vaccinations in people's arms, in terms of making sure this entire time that there's adequate PPE. In fact, she looked to her uh, hired one of her hired donors to uh, award them a no-bid contract in order to manufacture PPE, which they had no experience with. Um, you know that that's that's really a, a dishonest, corrupt practice, and uh, so it, it, it's it's sad to see that go on. Um, but speaking of, I think you might have mentioned the education bills that came forward. One thing that, that I uh, put out to our states, um, not just the state central committee, but our county chairs is just a messaging about in the House, the education bills that were some talking points so that they can reach, uh, do some outreach to educate and inform their neighbors to get their neighbors to contact Democrat and Republican legislators. And so that's something I'm going to continue doing. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned um, the governor, you know, um, obviously, again, November didn't go, you know, the way the, the party would have liked it to. But, you know, looking ahead, um, there, there's always more fights to be had, more battles to be won. Um, and, and looking ahead, you know, obviously, we'll have the, the governor's election um, in, in, you know, just a year or so um, that will that will really pick up and, and start being in full swing. Um, and then, you know, obviously, uh, another round of elections. So um, what is kind of the ground that needs to be covered between now and then? Um, and, and ultimately, like, what what is the the vision for this next round of elections and and how do you you know plan to to push this party um, into a place where it's competing at a really high level for those for those offices across the state it starts with organizing an outreach within our own party and trying to identify candidates that uh, 
leaders that are that are out there uh, in both our our urban, our rural, our metropolitan, our micropolitan areas that have shown leadership in their communities, and we want to be able to fundraise to support them. We want to be able to uh, make sure that we are um, pointing out issues that are relevant for their particular community in order for them to win those races. Regarding the, the governor's race, um, you know, she has not stopped running for office. In, in fact, there's a, a today, I believe there's a, a, a tweet that she put out around Democrats wanting to keep Iowans safe. And she's talking about uh, leftists, uh, you know, and her not her wanting leftists wanting her to shut down the state. You know, um, as far as I know, uh, it's not a leftist idea to want to keep people safe, to get kids going back to school safely, to keep it so that people can go shopping safely. And, uh, you know, she's a good politician, but she hasn't learned when to stop campaigning. Regardless of that, we're going to continue to highlight and point out this uh, corruption-filled administration, uh, especially, you know, when it comes to the state's response, lowest testing lowest vaccination to date i mentioned about you know giving out no bid contracts for someone to manufacture ppe but uh, you know another higher donor getting testing showing up in the parking lot at their business that that's all part of backroom deals and and it, it is a corrupt act it's just been such a, a blatant series of behavior from the GOP in Iowa um, as of late, you know, with with everything throughout the pandemic, the, you know, the misspending of public funds, the obvious um, unwillingness to address this and, and do anything meaningful about it. Um, and, you know, obviously that that packs its own ammo for the campaign trail. Um, but aside from, um, you know, going after the 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 party in power and and, and your opposition GOP um, are there are there any pieces of policy or maybe any legislative fights um, or or you know social justice fights anything like that um, that maybe the Iowa Democratic Party hasn't been very um, present in that maybe you know we should expect an an uptick under your leadership. I think the issues are are, are still in front of us. We just haven't had the numbers in order to get it done in the uh, in the legislature. Um, I know in. In the House, uh, I talked about uh, getting uh, getting students back to school safely, um, protecting Iowans, uh, telehealth, tele telemedicine, uh, so that there's there's parity. Right now, there's parity just because of a, a governor's order. Uh, so we need to we need to um, make sure that uh, other forms of insurance, private insurance, have uh, mental health parity. Medicaid already has it, but um, you know, can we try and push for free COVID testing and vaccines? Can we um, invest, you know, uh, 20 million to implement 99 county vaccine drive-up clinics? I mean, there's a shortage of vaccines right now, but uh, the the infrastructure needs to be placed so people can can get out um, and get and get the vaccines in their arms. Can we um, can we start, uh, you know, opening grants for small businesses? to reopen or a loan to continue their work? Can we extend the uh, Iowa Economic Development um, Agency's uh, small business uh, small business relief grant program to get more dollars into it to allow for smaller business, you know, up to up to 50 employees to be eligible for it, to include businesses that have been hit hard from COVID 
like restaurants, retail, healthcare, entertainment, all of those venues. Those are so it's 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 about individuals. It's about uh, the you know small business and the economy. Uh, it's keeping everybody safe. Um, uh, rental assistance for tenants and landlords to prevent evictions. All of those are things that uh, we as Democrats are hoping to to get out to get out front and to get the public to put mm-hmm. pressure on Republicans to support. You know that's that's largely um, the the questions I have for you, but I, I feel like I can't let you get off um, without asking um, about you know our our caucus and our and our first in the nation status. Um, any any thoughts on that going forward? Um, you know, should we expect any type of a change on the on the thought process or rhetoric surrounding that? I, Iowa has a critical role to play in the presidential nominating process, and we're fully prepared to defend first in the nation status ahead of 2024. Every time there's a caucus, there's a evaluation, a look at, at what happens, and and there's really two parts to it. I mean, uh, I believe in our in our uh, democratic constitution and our constitution it's it says that uh, we will have a caucus and we do our organizing component to it come up with platform issues so there's going to be a caucus what a lot of people are referring to especially Nash when they think about the caucus is the presidential preference nominating process um, you know I uh, I've had a great opportunity to speak with the new Democratic uh, National Committee chairperson Jamie Harrison who was the mm-hmm. uh, uh, past chair of South Carolina. Uh, really good conversation. No decisions have been made at the national level about uh, the presidential uh, preference process. Um, I let him know we're going to continue to make sure that our process is, uh, is uh, accessible, it's inclusive, it's accurate, and that it's transparent. Um, so I'm, I'm connecting, I've connected with him. I've connected with the... Um, the chair of the New Hampshire Democratic Party. I'm also uh, reaching out to Nevada and uh, the new South Carolina uh, chairperson. And so that's that's all part of it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's up to me, the rest of our party leadership, uh, the Republican Party. We, we have traditionally worked hand in hand with the Republican Party and our partners to work together to learn from any past mistakes and, and build a better process for everyone. And uh, that's that's what we're going to do moving forward. And one thing that I'm curious about, you know, you mentioned Jamie Jamie Harrison and some of the um, the new leadership with the DNC. Um, what what has that process been like um, in terms of you know getting to meet those people, getting to talk to them, and, and kind of see some of these folks step into their new roles? Um, I'm sure that's got to be you know somewhat of a, a very hopeful process, and and um, you know probably really exciting and engaging. I would imagine, right? It is, and it's it's kind of a, a dual role I have to play with focusing on Iowa and and uh, staff and party building here and fundraising that comes with that to support all these year-round efforts that I'm talking about. But uh, now I'm a, a member of the DNC now as the as the state party chair, and uh, had had the good conversation with Jamie Harrison. There's also a uh, an organization, the Association of uh, Democratic State Committees, and Ken Martin is. Uh, from Minnesota is the uh, the chair, essentially the chair of all the chairpersons. He he happens to be the uh, chairperson of the Minnesota Democratic uh, Farm Labor Party up there. And there's a lot of resources. A lot of the, the states really do try and work together. So it's it's exciting to uh, get to know those folks and the resources they have available to support uh, me as chair, but to support us as Iowans. Well, like I said, that's that's pretty much all I have for you. Um, anything else that that you want to add, or um, you know, anything that 
uh, constituents should be keeping their eye on, maybe not party focused, but maybe leg- legislative focused, anything like that? Really, I, I, uh, in terms of legislature, I, I want people to be thinking about uh, what's in front of us right now and how do we move forward through this. I just had a great uh, conversation with the uh, the Chamber of Commerce held a legislative forum here. And one of the things that came up is tourism and do you support tourism? I do support tourism, but tourism is about getting people to come here and to get people in our state visiting other parts of the state. And it's got to be safe for people to come here to do that. And um, you know, so it, it really has been disruptive for everyone's lives, and we want everyone to get through this safely. I, I hope that that legislation coming through the, um, um, you know, through Des Moines, can uh, stay focused on uh, improving uh, the lives and opportunity for everyone, and not focusing on divisive issues. Uh, there's a bill coming through right now talking about getting rid of the tenure system, and I was glad to see the uh, uh, regents institutions coming out against that. Glad mm-hmm. to see the Ames Chamber of Commerce come out against that because uh, if Iowa does not have a, a tenure system in place for its regents institution, it it it's uh, it puts us at a competitive disadvantage uh, for uh, bringing talented faculty to our universities. It's going to interfere with our ability to um, uh, you know have that quality research done and research that's implemented. And here in Ames, we've got the research park, and uh, really just, uh, if we're not able to draw a talented pool of instructors here, uh, it's really going to uh, impact our educational system, but it's going to impact our our economic drivers here in the state with, with our uh, our universities. Yeah, I mean, the, the again, the, the education agenda and just the overall political agenda of the party so far this session has been, uh, has been kind of brutal, to say the least. Um, yeah, and and if I can interrupt finally, too, I just want to mention, I mean, like I said, the Democratic Party uh, is about people and it's about uh, moving towards justice. And so, uh, you know, opportunities, regardless of what the part of the state you're in, uh, you know, certainly trying to fight against some of the anti-LGBTQ bills that will come through, the bills that are working against the um, justice bills that we put in place last year. Uh, those are efforts that the Democrats are going to continue fighting for. Um, again, appreciate you uh, cutting out some time and jumping on to talk with us. Um, you know, obviously some some room for uh, improvement and uh, and some, some room for growth in terms of legislature seats uh, for the party. So um, wish you the best of luck going forward and um, hope that some of that stuff comes to fruition. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate you. Awesome. Yeah. Take it easy. All right. That is all we have for today. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, we will be back tomorrow with another part of our conversation with Jalen Cavill. Um, As always, the Daily Dome is part of the Potluck Media Network, a project of Progress Iowa. We would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. Visit potluck.fm and progressiowa.org for more info. Follow Potluck Media at potluckfm pretty much everywhere. Let me know what you want to hear about. Please uh, follow me on Twitter at josh underscore cook underscore. Let me know what you think of this episode. Um, Would love to hear you. And uh, until next time, stay safe.